Hello and welcome to Who Brought the Ladder? Who Brought the Fucking Ladder? I'm your host, the Heel CEO. With us, as always, is the Jobber. What up? Couch Play Connor, the Divas Champ. Word. <laughs> and with us, we got the special guest, Alex. Hey, what up? And Maddie. Hello. So tonight was WrestleMania. It's supposed to be the granddaddy of them all. The creme de la creme. I probably fucked that up because I don't know French. Creme de la creme. Corrected by the <laughs> I took I took fucking two semesters of French. I took three. And I still don't remember that shit. <laughs> anyway, also it is, it's supposed to be the epitome, the World Series of all of wrestling. Uh, it's what every wrestler strives for. Um, yeah, people coming from different areas coming to deep to WWE to get their WrestleMania moments. And this was WrestleMania 32 at Dallas. Um, we got some first-timers as far as first WrestleMania appearances. And we got people that have been there every goddamn fucking WrestleMania, it seems. <laughs> um, so let's start this off. First impressions of the card before the actual event happened. Um, I hated the card. The only matches I was looking forward to was the Intercontinental Championship and the three-way Divas match, or women's match now. I guess you can't call them Divas anymore. It's illegal. Um, and also the Andre the Giant Battle uh, fucking shindig because I like Royal Rumbles. Um, to me, the card looked like it was going to be a C-minus at best. It's really hard to have a good card because... I would say a lot of their main players in this WrestleMania was either injured or they've either probably moved on or something like that. <coughs> particularly who I'm talking about is Seth Rollins. I don't know if he's still in the injury reserves. Cesar. He just started Cesaro. Um, That's an update. Oh, did he? He's yeah. training now. He's training now? Yeah. Yeah, so he couldn't make it, I guess. Um, There's just tons of people that WWE now. Randy Orton is injured. And I mean that's another one, another one of those guys where it's like he's been out a lot of WrestleManias. You like to see fresher faces and stuff like that 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 brings something new to the table. Randy Orton at this point, I feel like it's more of like he'll he'll fill a slot if they need somebody to. He pretty much just comes out to RKO someone and leave. He's <laughs> he's kind of the freaking the new Stone Cold where he just comes in, hits someone, leaves, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Oh, he doesn't drink a beer. Yeah. So no, we can change that. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Well, uh, I don't know. First off, I mean, you're talking about injuries. One thing was uh, definitely seen was uh, Zack Ryder was in for someone who was injured. Who was the, uh, the wrestler that filled in for Neville. Neville. Oh, he filled in for Neville. Yeah, yeah so he was. that's the rumor, was that he's filling in for Neville. Because Neville had torn some sort of leg injury yeah. Yeah. Um, on a match with Jericho. Yeah. Which Jericho handled amazingly. But, I mean, overall, the card itself, before you actually seen the matches? Um, I, 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 you know, when it comes to WWE, I have my own opinions on it. Um, and I, and I, you know, judge harshly only because I, you know, want the most out of an event that, you know, that is claiming to be the best, like you're saying. So, uh, I came in, uh, you know, lackluster. But, uh, overall, I would say, you know, it gave my attention and it was always good to see some, uh, some old faces come back and, uh, not only, um, bring in some matches, but also do some memorable moments that definitely shine. 
So that, that's one thing to say about the, the show that's a, a positive. That's probably most you can get out of me, though. <laughs> and Connor, what did you think of the card? Uh, card was, like you said, kind of lackluster. The only ones... Let's see, what was I? I was, I was excited for the Intercontinental Championship match. That one looked pretty good. Um, I always like to see AJ and Chris Jericho. They've done their matches a bunch of times, so it is kind of getting a little stale. But it was nice to see AJ in his, uh, in his first WrestleMania match. Um, New Day and League of Nations. I don't really like either of them as tag teams that much. I was mainly excited uh, for New Day because they were announcing their huge uh, entrance, which I was curious to see what it was, which I was not uh, disappointed in. Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar, uh, no-holds-barred street fight. That was one of my highest expected matches in the entire card and it was probably one of the biggest letdowns in the entire card. Well we're we're not gonna go into the what happened in the card, just the card itself. Right. What was how did you feel? Like I thought it was a C minus. Okay, so just looking at it from objectively before the thing even Yeah, starts, before the actual disappointment. Diva's championship fight with the three way, three very talented uh women uh, stars, superstars, and I was very excited about that one. I had very high expectations about that one. Shane McMahon and Undertaker. Undertaker's my favorite wrestler, so I'm always excited to see his WrestleMania bout, and Shane McMahon always puts on a great show, so I was curious, to say the least. I don't know if I... That wasn't the match that I would have picked for Taker, so I wasn't exactly... That wasn't my favorite on the card to look at but it did pique my interest. Andre the Giant Battle Royal, you know, same time uh, and then we also had the heavyweight championship fight with Roman Reigns and Triple H which I just wasn't excited to see at all. So probably overall I would probably get a, a B minus C plus. And Matt, you're pretty new uh, coming back to wrestling. You kind of kept some background knowledge of it but you didn't watch it too much. If I'm correct. Yeah, I've I stopped watching probably about two thousand twelve or maybe a little earlier than that. And just would pick up a raw here and there. I I'd watch the WrestleMania's but I haven't stuck with it like you guys have every week. Overall card, I've seen worse, but I've also seen better come out of WrestleMania. I think this year was just kind of strung together. Uh, you know, the injuries list and whatnot. Um, but the only thing on the card I was really, really excited for, like I said, was the Shane O'Mac and the, the Undertaker fight. And that was about the only thing of the card I really cared to see. But, you know, I, I'd say maybe a solid C. What we're going to do now is just go through the list and give our impressions. And um, as always, I'm going to give, we're going to go around, we're going to give awards for performer of the night and match of the night. The first match that happened... They kind of start this off each year. Last year they did the same thing with the Intercontinental title where I'm starting to think that they're just going to make it a traditional thing now. And that's the Intercontinental uh, ladder match. Uh, last year they had the one with R-Truth and um, everyone. <laughs> I, I remember R-Truth. Uh, they had Stardust in that one as mm-hmm. well. And Daniel Bryan R-Truth ended up winning f- it. Um, this year was the same thing. Kevin Owens coming in as champion with... Um, Big Heat coming off of Dolph Ziggler as well as Sami Zayn. And then you have three other entrants that were supposed to be jokes. That's Stardust, Sin Cara, and Zack Ryder. 
Miz oh yeah, the Miz was supposed. Yeah, the Miz was another of the supposed to be in there. Com- competitors. No, he wasn't. No, he shouldn't be a joke because actually that dude carries a lot of heat with him. Well, it as was as far as it was. Uh, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and The Miz fighting to see who's going to actually take on Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens teased that he's going to have a triple threat and the winner will be able to face him. And he named his opponents to be Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, and Stardust. Mm. Um, that led to the big ladder match. The match itself, I thought it was really good. All those wrestlers, aside from Sin Cara... I actually really like. And they, they did the spots really well. I thought the match itself was actually really well executed. There wasn't really any botches that I could think of besides Kevin Owens possibly being really hurt. Stardust was paying tribute to his dad, who they've been doing the whole WrestleMania week with the polka dots. Which I'm scared about that because this persona that he's got with Stardust, whoever... Granted, we all know it's Cody Rhodes and stuff like that underneath the paint and stuff like that. And when you let something like this bleed through, how much of this is his character and then actually being him? Well, unlike unlike other characters, though, he knows that he's Cody and he hates it. He says, never call me Cody. Hmm. So for him to break that part of his character for his dad, I thought was pretty cool. I feel like it wasn't that much of a break because all he did was really just change his colors and have a polka-dotted... Uh, have a polka dotted ladder, and I, I don't feel like that was really that much of a of a character change. Shit's he falling just, apart. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just looked different that night, this mm. night. So, I, obviously we know it was to honor his father, but as far as like a kid watching, uh, a kid watching the the match, he wouldn't know any different probably. It just it's uh, what's his name just being crazy, just Stardust being crazy. I mean. And Lynn wasn't there yet for the ladder match. No. He was adulting, adulting. at the time. <laughs> um, Alex, though, was. Yeah, um, for that match, like you're sitting, you guys are saying about, uh, what's his name, uh, Stardust and the, you know. You're like, That's good, though, that he's, you know, paying homage to his, uh, his dad. I like it because the people that, I mean, yeah, it's for, you know, kids wouldn't know about it, but also the adults are there too. The kids wouldn't be able to go without the adults. So the adults um, definitely remember who Dusty Rose was. And uh, it, was, it was a nice little touche touch. I thought the ladder was a little much. Um, Kevin Owens is also phenomenal in that, like, just all around, he's a great wrestler. So watching him in that match was, it was really good. Just seeing him uh, be a heel and be who he is in the ring, especially going against someone like Sami Zayn in there. Their chemistry is really well. Sin Cara didn't really botch, but, you know, it's always over his shoulder every time I see him. It's like it's like creeping up on, on him like a ghost. So it's, it's like, like I anticipate more of him to botch than him to succeed. So I don't, I don't know what to see from him in the future. Ziggler was there. He was good. The Miz was, he was okay in the match. Um, but the big shocker was Zack Ryder winning the title. I know... Very little of Zack Ryder, but for him to win the title, I kind of like it. Just the fact that I don't know him, it's like, yeah, give it to him because no one else really, you know what I mean? To me, it's it's a not necessarily a dead title, but a title that I don't look too fo- too forward to watching. It's just there to be had, but overall, the match was a highlight of tonight's events. And that's honestly probably the biggest surprise of the night was the fact that Zack Ryder 
won the title. He was due. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I he, think he just got called down to NXT, even though What's nowadays you? that's almost like a call up. A call yeah. up, because it's like when he went down to NXT, he did good work. He worked with Mojo. He 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 he's performed in pretty decent singles and stuff like that to the point where him being able to get called up to this match, he's always had a great following with himself as far as uh, social media, as far as Fan, internet yeah. and the fans and stuff like that. And he's always been a decent wrestler. We we tend to forget that Zack Ryder used to be part of a yeah. great tag team, Edgeheads. Yeah. He he used to work under like Edge and stuff like that. So he's, he's been in the business long enough and he's learned a lot from the business. It's just a matter of finding a gimmick and finding his own identity separate from all those things to be able to rise back up. So him being champion... Though, I feel like it's going to be a transitional champion. I don't see him having it for more than three weeks. Um, I don't think they're going to keep the belt on him at all. I actually think he's going to lose it tomorrow on Monday Night Raw. It'd be terrible to make him lose it that fast. I would say don't keep the belt on him long. I don't think the belt makes a a character or a real champion. But what is what he can do with the belt? What what kind of matches can they set him up with as far as that belt? Because, I mean, even if he loses it, I think he can go on to do great things. He just, he needs a good story arc. He needs my, a good push. My, since I love doing the predictions here, mm-hmm. Finn Balor makes his entrance tomorrow and wins the belt. The Intercontinental? Intercontinental Championship. He drops the NXT title back to Samoa Joe in a different um, match where it's going to be a rematch because of Samoa Joe being all bloody. Mm-hmm. And then that's his main roster call-up. Or Baron Corbin who we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. um, will make his Raw debut and win the belt from him. Zack Ryder, his time has passed. John Cena buried him long ago. <laughs> oh. Poor Zack Ryder. And moving on to the next one, who I was somewhat excited for, AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. And this is where Matty decided to join us. Um, usually he's not late. Usually he's not late. He was running on his OFP, though, own fucking program. And this is where he decided to join us. I like that. I'm using that. I thought the match was overall pretty good. Uh, it's good performances from both. There was a few, especially towards the end, missed spots, I would say. Like the move that ended yeah. it. That Chris Jericho won on the Code Breaker, he didn't even hit it really. Um, it was just you could tell both men were exhausted. I also think this is a feud that needs to die. It has been going on for quite some time. It was good while it lasted, and they had a good, you know, one two day uh, tag team, and then they were enemies again. And so it's been going on a while. You had your WrestleMania moment. It's kind of time to end this. Time to have AJ go to someone else. He's worked with Chris Jericho for about a month or two now, or maybe a little bit longer, and it's time for him to find someone else to work with. It's a good introductory feud that doesn't involve a title. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jericho's always a good punching bag, but AJ didn't go over this time. I don't see it as a punching bag. It's really just uh, they have similar work styles, particularly because they both have the experience from... Uh, Japan wrestling, they both had the experience from 
uh, luchador wrestling and things like that. They, they, they've, they've run different circuits, and there's very few people you can really point at in the WWE that you could say has run all those circuits. So it's a, it's a safe, it's a safe feud for AJ to get his feet wet with. It's a good feud as far as styles of both of them, since they have those backgrounds for them. So I granted, I think it's run his, his turn. I think AJ needs to move on to other things. Chris Jericho needs to move on to other things. Especially, too, for the fact that AJ's got so many other matches, dream matches, I would love to see him in as far as mingling with other wrestlers and things like that. And, you know, what better point to end a feud like that than with WrestleMania? Yeah, and even though he didn't get over, you know, by winning the match, him and Jericho are already over with the crowd. Like, the crowd loves both of them, like, a lot. And so, like, I don't think, as much as I would have loved to see him win his WrestleMania match... He didn't really need to because the crowd's going to love him no matter what. I think he's on his way out. I don't know how long his contract's extended for right now. I don't know if it's that far past um, WrestleMania. They'd be stupid to lose He's also going to the World Cruiserweight Championship that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And this could be momentum for him going in. It's a nice little highlight reel for him before he goes. I would definitely say it'd be stupid for him to lose him right now. I think he's got a lot of steam underneath him for the WWE. And from the standpoint, too, like I said, there's so many other people that you would love to see him have a match with. At least, even if it doesn't turn into a feud or it doesn't turn into a story, at least just to give him a chance to wrestle these very few people. Because, like I said, AJ Styles has been here before at WWE. He's been to the show before, but it was at a way younger age. way, way more. He was way more of an amateur then. Now being the professional he is, there's a lot to be gained with, with ha- having him work. Well, here's the thing about that Chris Jericho AJ Styles match. Um, it's a win-win for WWE. You have Chris Jericho, which makes him look younger, and then the opposite uh, for AJ Styles, it makes him look like he can wrestle with an experienced wrestler. But here's the thing: AJ Styles is out. He just outclasses him. Now, <clears throat> Chris Jericho is a phenomenal wrestler, but his time's kind of passed, and he can still hit some of his spots and moves. But like you're saying, there was sloppiness in it. Um, so their time has passed with their little feud. Um, AJ Styles is he is a variety of tactics, a lot of variety of moves, and he showed a little bit of little bit of it in there. But you have to get someone that can keep up the pace, keep the tempo, and be exciting in the match. Because it's when you have all those those like couple elements in a match, then you're like really want to get behind both of those wrestlers. The fans know who AJ Styles is. He's held pay per views himself. He's been around the world. Chris Jericho, the same. So they both have that moniker of two incredible forces, but WWE is just going to keep bouncing them off, and sooner or later it's going to run dry, which, is ha- which it has. AJ Styles can jump in there with uh, Finn Balor and, you know what I mean, a lot of the more independent Kevin Owens. Anyway, you can throw him anywhere, as I say, but for the match that it was, it was, it was, it was lackluster. It could have been, it could have had a more shocking finisher. Um, and to be honest, yeah, they turned out really fast, so it wasn't a highlight for the pay-per-view. I, I think. And this is your... I don't know if you've seen AJ Styles before, Matty. No, I, this is my first time I've actually seen an AJ Styles fight. I've heard people talk about him, but I've, I've never actually seen him wrestle. So what was your impressions of the match? Uh, I mean, I came in about about a quarter of the way into it. It, it just Everybody's touched on it. Just Jericho, I remember Jericho from the 90s and 2000s when he was busy putting Kurt Angle into the walls of Jericho, and that was his thing, and he was in his prime. Um, I mean, I guess 
I guess I'd have to watch AJ on a another level playing against wrestling against somebody uh, that's not as old class, not as uh, I won't say outdated, but not past his prime, uh, and really get a feel for him. But all in all, I liked it. It was a good match. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I would didn't watch the whole thing on that part. And then going on to the next one, you got um, the New Day versus the League of Nations. Where all three members of the New Day face at least three members of League of Nations. Um, New Day coming off of just inducting the Freebirds into the Hall of Fame the previous night. Had probably one of the greatest intros I've ever seen. <laughs> A giant box of Budio cereal knocked over and three Black Saiyans walk out. It has to be... Complete with tail. Complete with they tail. had tail. They had tail. So this is... Xavier had the tail. He went all out. He spiked his hair into Super Saiyan mode. Uh, he was—he was definitely. They were definitely going all out. Uh, like uh, Aaron has told me before, Xavier Woods has done this before back in uh, TNA. TNA yeah, Independence. He was yeah. always like the nineties. I've seen. I seen the clips of it, and I, I, I want to subtract points for it for the Budio section because I'm not a big fan of that whole joke. Oh. I'm not. But for the fact that they went to the sand armor and all that stuff like that, or whatever, I I would give that probably entrance of the night I, I, for that fact. I guarantee about let's see, what was the the, the total amount of people there? A hundred thousand. I guarantee at least twenty thousand uh, nerds just jizzed in their pants during that entrance. That was a nerd moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm like, also a huge fan of the New Day. I'm probably the only one here that will say that. Yeah. And I've always been so, a fan of the so, New Day. So, watching that match, um, because I, the op- all that uh, gimmick aside and all that stuff, the match was, it, it was it was fairly decent, right? Because you have, what, pretty much three cruiserweights versus three heavyweights, essentially. For New Day, you basically have one, you know, was it Big E, who's a heavyweight, when the other yeah. two are cruiserweights, and they kind of get away. They're going against Sheamus, uh, Albert Del Rio, and Rusev, and uh, King Barrett was outside the ring with them. So you have, you know, and it's the league or whatever. So you're watching these two different, two opposites, you know, go go at it. And I don't know. Do they lost? They ended up losing. And it just felt actually right or it felt good because it's for at least that match. It's like these guys would just easily just kind of take them over. And I don't think they're gimmick strong enough because it felt all over the place for me. Uh, but also League of Nations, we're not a big fan of them. I need to see what they can bring besides just... You know their ethnic difference and walking out together. That's you know that's all they're kind of pushing. There's no charisma in that team. The charisma stems behind Barrett, who's the only one that's good on the mic in out of that group. Uh, the match itself, they don't have any chemistry with the New Day. The match, I didn't feel was too over the top or wasn't a WrestleMania match for sure. Um, what I'm excited for is hopefully someone from NXT gets called up. To fade, to feud with the League of Nations, and I hope that's the S A W F T. I hope that's Big Cass and Enzio. And you can't teach that. Just because I don't want League of Nations to be relevant at all, or a thing. Um, and I mean, you you hate the New Day, Maddie. Oh, I can't stand those bastards. <laughs> it's ditto. As we talked about it earlier. So I give Kofi credit where credit is due. He athletic as shit. He was a, a solo for a long time. 
Other than that, uh, Xavier. Oh my God! If I could strangle him with his own vocal cords, I would. Uh, trumpet. <laughs> um, as far as the match went, I didn't care much for the match. It's uh, simply because I, I don't see any uh, amusement in the Dune anymore. Their gimmick at first was was okay. Now it's just gotten too stupid for me. Um, but this whole League of Nations thing was just Seamus's bro kick, Barrett talking smack, and Rusev is fat ass is just gonna throw <laughs> you in a chokehold. You know, it, it, there you guys have said it. There was no charisma on the team. There's no flair. There's no cohesion it's just okay yeah i'm gonna slap your back and i'm gonna hop in and bro kick this dude in the face okay well i'm done beating on him i'm gonna jump over here and tag you in and you can just put him in a submission hold we'll just sit here and just keep kicking him um but other than that i just neither one of them the the match as a whole wasn't an interest to me it was the after part of the match uh when you know when the rattlesnake and uh sean michaels and uh uh well, he was Cactus Jack yeah, was Cactus came out Jack, this yeah. time, but Mick Foley came down. And, yeah, that to me was, that was probably the highlight of that match for me is when those three came down. It was just told Barrett to shut his mouth. And I, would, I would say that's one of the highlights of the entire freaking night was. was no, no, the highlight of the night at that part not, was not, when Stone Cold stunnered oh, yeah. Xavier Woods. There you go. I lost my <laughs> shit. That was a Xavier Woods Because everyone went crazy. On but it, it was good to see. Uh, the Attitude Era come out and, and basically tell this uh, League of Nations to show it up their ass. But, you know, the, the match wasn't horrible. It was just, Aaron said it, just, the League of Nations does not need to be relevant. They're, they're not a thing. It doesn't need to be a thing. And the segment at the end with the Attitude Era coming in, cheap pops for good times yeah. are always going to be cheap pops for good times. Um... And that's all I could really, you know, say. It was Stone Cold promoting his beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mick Foley's there promoting Sorry. his, um, <laughs> no, his, his Holy, reality. Holy Foley. That's true. Holy Foley. Yeah. And then... HBK's just HBK's. I'm you can sure. never it's, go wrong. It's Texas. You yeah. can never it's go Texas. wrong with little Shawn Michaels in a WrestleMania. Like, I've heard Shawn Michaels is there pretty much like behind the scenes on almost like every episode of well, he only had the longest running feud with the Undertaker for how long? Oh yeah. I mean, who, who's not to sit come around him? And then after that was supposed to be one of the big matches of the night, and that is the one in twenty one and one. Well, now it's twenty three and one, isn't it? I think it's twenty three and one. Twenty three and one, and that's Brock Lesnar My versus client. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is a big up-and-coming wrestler who's going to go big places in WWE one day. He made a great showing in his previous promotion, which Alex knows all about. And I was expecting so much, maybe a little bit of that um, that old Ambrose from his old promotion feel when he was in part of those death matches and everything like that. Um, and that, it was supposed to be a hardcore match. They've been hyping it up. They gave the fucking dude a chainsaw, like he was actually gonna fucking murder somebody. They gave they gave him the barbed uh, baseball, baseball bat. They gave him thirty thousand chairs. They gave him everything that they could give him, and they didn't use anything. It was just twenty minutes of Brock Lesnar throwing Dean Ambrose across the ring, 
It was it was honestly the match that you thought it was going to look like when it was booked. Yes. Meaning there's no way Dean Ambrose could win. He's going to get fucking tossed around, and that's what happened, and that's a disappointment. But it's just not the one that he deserves because they're they're booking him as this crazy, insane, hardcore dude that, you know, that no matter how much punishment he's given, he can still plow through But there's only it. one problem with that. It's the PG era. So going you knew, back, going, you knew they weren't going to use the bag. No, going back to uh, Dean Ambrose in his days at CZW. So CZW is Combat Zone Wrestling. It's an independent promotion here in America. It's uh, based in Philadelphia, or it moves around on the East Coast. The thing about Combat Zone Wrestling, Dean Ambrose has been in hardcore matches. Let me, and not in hardcore, but death matches. We're talking light tubes. We're talking barbed wire. We're talking. Weed whackers on people's stomachs. We're talking people getting thrown on glass, through glass panes and whatnot. Now, when Dean Ambrose, the hype, when him and Mick Foley were going up and Mick Foley's trying to amp him up, Mick Foley is one of the godfathers of Deathmatch. Uh, this goes back to the 80s, not the 80s, excuse me, uh, early 90s in Japan, where he's going against Onita and a whole bunch of other wrestlers in Japan. But what's what's intent? What's really crazy is yeah, they gave him a chainsaw, which hasn't which has been seen in WWE before. Uh, Terry Funk would chainsaw Charlie, you know, but never used. But they at least used it as a gimmick coming out to the ring. The match was billed as a hardcore match, but it was a no hard holds barred. So I already knew ahead that they weren't going to go as full fold. Now there was a lot of kind of things that were pulled out to the ring and kind of some hints to here and there, but it was just Suplex City. It was a boring match. Dean Ambrose didn't get any hardcore, and they kept, you know, amping up like he was going to get up and make it something interesting, but no, it was a standard match with no with no love for hardcore at all, even if they got away with some kind of creative charisma moves of, oh, I threw him into a, uh, a garbage can several times, there's tons of chairs, but then that wasn't really utilized maybe once. Twice with a suplex and then the F5 eventually to seal it. But yeah, there's 30 yeah. chairs in the ring. And when you hype up hardcore or you hype up a match that's going to bring something out of someone and you don't fulfill it, then you kind of suck away the essence of what you kind of promised. Especially if you have Nick Foley kind of like, hey, I'm shoving you to push you in this limelight of what you can do. Let's have you go this. And I, it would be nice to see Brock Lesnar in a match like that because that would take away all his momentum of who he is. Oh, look, I'm the beast. Well, you just got a kendo shot to your head, like to your forehead. And you got hit with a chair. Oh, here's a barbed wire bat. You can util utilize a lot of different things. I would want more tables or ladders, you know, to take away, you know, other more violent moves just for the PG era. But that's how the match should have gone. It should have been a gauntlet with weapons, and it wasn't. Also, one of my favorite parts of, you know, street fights of the older uh, generation is when they take it out of the ring and they go backstage and the camera follows them and they're going out in the concrete and the bricks and just where the crowd is and everywhere else they can even think to take it and it never left the, uh, never left the squared circle. Not once. I was bored to tears with the match, and usually I never am. With Dean Ambrose, it's he's he's the wild child. He's he's the new mantle, the new incarnate of McFoley are supposed to be. And you've seen him in the past do some outlandish, outrageous, crazy shit, and it's awesome. I think it was Seth Rollins' you talk about that street fight. I think mm -hmm. it was the Seth Rollins one 
where they took it out of the ring, they took it backstage, and then they, what was it, they hopped in the cars and drove around or whatever. It, all the gimmick, but, you know, something like that. And then, you know Brock Lesnar, you know he's the beast. He's He tosses everybody, regardless of size. And it, it was in no way, shape, or form uh, a hardcore match or a no-holds-bar match. It, the bat was in play maybe a good, what, two minutes before it got knocked out of his hands and Brock Lesnar ended it right after that. You know, it was just, it was boring. It, it, it felt just kind of like, oh, we're just going to throw the dude we're pitching is crazy up against the guy we say can't be beat here and there and have fun, you know, take it as you want. So. And, I, and I like Brock Lesnar and, I you know, I liked him back when he first debuted and everything like that. I was excited for his return. But if you if you can't book him a match that is fun to watch or or even just a good match in it all, just stop booking him. Because so far the only good matches he can he can perform with is with Taker, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Last year's WrestleMania. Well, last year's WrestleMania was not good. No, no, not last year's. Uh, the one before that. Wait, no, 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 Yes, that was a good one. So so far, the only ones who could pull off a good match with them is Roman and Taker. And that's about it, because everyone else he just well, talent goes out the window with him. I don't know. It was I was promised. I was finally going to see a great match that may actually make fucking Ambrose relevant in the main title. Right after he beats Brock Lesnar, and this after he brings back hardcore. And it didn't happen. It is just like when you finally get, you know, the hot chick in bed, and she's a fucking dead lay. Mm. She's dead lay. You shouldn't need lube to fucking fucking eighteen year old, but you needed a lot of lube to fucking watch this match. <laughs> Heavy imagination. <laughs> uh. After that, there's a display of the Hall of Fame class where the big surprise surprise was Sting officially announcing his retirement. Not surprised. I mean, it was been rumored, and he tried to brush off the rumors, but Triple H got his way. He retired. Um, he retires winless in WWE. Yeah, doesn't Which, matter. His prime was mainly done in WCW. It, everything that he had to offer to the business was done at WCW. I don't think he had anything else really to prove other than WWE wanted to justify him going into the WWE's Hall of Fame. So therefore, he had to have some kind of participation. I he, guess he was brought back for an Undertaker match, and because of the match with Seth Rollins, he's never gonna get that match with Taker, yeah. unless he comes out of retirement. And this all could be a big fucking work. No, I think I think it's legit, and I think because of where they're at in their careers, neither one are I would say in their prime, so it doesn't really matter. That you have that Undertaker and Sting match, I think at this point Sting has done all he can do for wrestling in general, and if anything, anything he could contribute more to it would be more backstage and more of a kind of like a guidance than anything else. I mean, it was it was very short what they did um, for the Hall of Fame class, and it kind of moved right into the three ways Divas match. So the three ways Divas match was the match that a lot of us were looking forward to. They introduced the new women's championship, which looks, which great. looks awesome. It's got the intercontinental strap with the uh, 
WWE Championship. With like a red background. Yeah, it it's a thing. good it's a good substitute for that butterfly belt. And it really shows that this is now women's wrestling instead of a divas match. Mm-hmm. And it took the NXT women to make it happen. It's been years. I quit watching wrestling, uh, the WWE, when they started doing that, when the divas kind of showed up. Um, I like women's wrestling just as much as male, uh, male wrestling. The thing is, when they finally changed this belt, it's like, it's kind of overdue. Um, and the three women that jumped in this match, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and uh, Charlotte, definitely are they're, they're showstoppers. They're incredible women uh, wrestlers. Um, great gimmicks, but they also put on a great match. But this was long overdue. Um, and it would be nice to see, from this point on, to start cutting loose ties of people that weren't, aren't going to be on that level. Are they going to keep those kind of like wrestlers that are going to just be like, well, let's let's see, you know, I mean, let's see what here, let's see what they can do, or are they going to start getting more of the NXT women? Well, push. Bells are out now. Both Bellas are retiring, uh, which was basically the head of the Divas. Thank God. The, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna call women's wrestlers and Divas from now on. Bellas are Divas. Alicia Fox, Diva. Eve Marie, Diva. Whereas oh, she, Paige... She needs to go. D- Paige is a woman's wrestler. a woman's wrestler. Even uh, that one chick that came out with the bubbles, Emma. Okay. Uh, I forget her last name. Yeah, Emma, the little dancing chick. She was actually a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, she isn't up to par with some of these other women, but she's actually a good wrestler. She can get there. Um, yeah, but... It, there needs to be a break. NXT has some of the best matches around, and a lot of them involve their women wrestlers. Um, Oksana versus Bailey in NXT was great. Mm-hmm. But going back to the match at hand, the three-way, it wasn't as good as I was hoping. It didn't completely steal the show. However, it was still a good match. The women were nervous because... And for a good reason. This whole women's championship is riding on these three. Three of the four horsewomen, as they call themselves. They're leading the charge in this new Divas revolution or women's wrestling revolution. Uh, bringing back seriousness to uh, their... No more bra and panties matches. We're actually here to wrestle. Exactly. God damn it. Bringing honor back to the title. And also, one thing they need to lose, though, is Ric Flair. Well, yeah, and, and that's something I was going to touch on. I think the finish was incredibly weak. Um, you you came in, in during this yeah. match, Lynn, um, where the match was going fine. There's a few spots I felt were kind of choppy, but I chalked that up to nervousness, and I could forgive it. But Charlotte just looks like the weakest one out of the three. And that's because she has to have this Ric Flair crutch. However, I will also say I called this match from Royal Rumble. We had a Royal Rumble podcast. Mm. I said this would be the match. Yeah. And that's what would happen. It's, it's, However, I thought Sasha was going to win. It's, it's what needed to happen. And I, I don't agree necessarily with the whole Charlotte thing. I think what's happening with her is... That Ric Flair angle is holding her back. Because I, I, I appreciate them giving tribute or basically honoring what Ric Flair has done and everything. And for the fact that 
this is his kid. This is basically his legacy continuing on. But the whole thing is she has to strike out for her own. She has to create that divide between her and her father and become her own person. And with them playing up this whole Ric Flair being able to interfere with a match, Ric Flair being her manager, Ric Flair being that that edge that she has in there, it's, it's going to do more harm than good for her, especially at this point, since you've already drug it out to a point where she doesn't need it anymore. And she's actually wrestling with talent that she began with in NXT. Well, and that and their and their talent needs to speak for themselves, and they can. I think Ric Flair is going to start costing him her matches in the upcoming weeks. Oh yeah, well, and then and she's going to drop. Them. And then she's going to drop them. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. I don't I don't need to go through the steps of the story arc. We've been there before with many other past stories, uh, managers and managers and stuff like that. Or whatever. It's like I I don't Vicky Guerrero. I, I don't need to keep saying that stuff over and over again, blowing my face, especially now since you're finally bringing up these very talented women from NXT who are, are leading this charge or revolution for them, bringing back um, prestige and basically raising the bar for other women to come either match or raise the bar further. And definitely this was an intro to that happening. And I would have loved to be able to say, yeah, this stole the show. This was my match of the night kind of thing. And in some points, it looked like it could have been. But, um... It wasn't, and it wasn't just for the fact that it was the women's fault. It was just, like you said, it was a bad finish to the match. And, you know, there's certain spots in there that could have probably been worked out or, you know, could have been done better. But for all, for overall, for the past, like, many years, this has probably been the best showing for WWE, separate from an NXT showing for a match for women. So... And another thing that this match touched on is how bad Michael Cole and JBL are at the announce table. <laughs> uh, during the whole thing, during the last few minutes where everyone's reaching for the ropes, Michael Cole or Baron Saxon, I forget which one's like, oh, that won't break the hold, though. That's not going to actually be able to break the hold. What that did is make the women seem like they were stupid. I won't say it's stupid. It's that whole... And a lot of people and they don't know the rules. Yeah, there's a lot of people touching on this because now, I I don't disagree with it entirely because we've had referees that held prestige, that held, uh, you know, when they when they refereed a match where you know you knew who the referee was and you knew that hey this is gonna get called down the middle kind of thing or you know, what he says actually holds holds weight. We don't lost that connect with the referees now because almost all of them now are new faces. We don't know none of them. They, you know, they don't have enough matches underneath their belt as far as us seeing them in those positions to be able to say, hey, you know, this referee actually matters kind of thing. And uh, there's been a lot of podcasts, there's been a lot of people that's been discussing this lately. WWE is trying to put more value into their referees and I think that only comes with you know, just like the wrestlers, the performance themselves. That only comes with time. That only comes with you being able to referee so many massive matches or you being a well-known face, well-known referee. What was it more? I was more talking about the commentary. Well, that, that's the whole thing. That's the commentary feeding to that, though, I feel. I don't really blame them for that. It's just them trying to cater to that idea as well. I mean, your new 
to the Divas match. You haven't seen these women in NXT, so these are pretty... I've seen Becky and I've seen Charlotte. In the NXT ring? Uh, What do you mean the NXT circuit, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, I didn't follow much on NXT. Yeah, so, I mean, Sasha and Bayley put on the first female main event WWE probably has ever had. And so that's why we're coming from these women are no joke that are coming up. Um, who's going to take the title from Charlotte? Probably Sasha. It has to be I, S- I hope Becky. It has to be Sasha or I would say Bailey. Uh, Becky, Bailey could come up and take it. Be- Becky could do it too as well, but I think it's got to be in one of those positions where either one of them are turning heel or... It's it's gotta be like a story play, like not not that she's a horrible wrestler or anything like that. It's just Becky is one of those ones where I think her persona or her style is still refining and still trying to figure out that niche. Like her in in uh, getting more in touch with the steampunk style is getting her more of that niche as far as what they tried to do with her in the beginning with the whole uh, Scottish thing and. You know, all the other gimmicks Irish. that they try... Oh, Irish, sorry. Uh, other gimmicks that they try to throw on her and stuff like that, and it didn't take. Yeah, she's definitely talented enough, and she's definitely backed up by the, the fans enough. She's definitely a fan favorite, but she's not a company favorite. It, you can definitely tell that, like, the company is not backing her, so she's not going to win the title. And and a lot of people that have fought against that or whatever, but I don't see that in her yet, and it's mostly due to that. It's mm-hmm. probably because she's kind of leaning on them for support. But because she hasn't been able to get an, enough confidence in herself or yeah. enough of uh, the fan support on her side to be able to just strike out for her own and do something separate and say, hey, F you, follow my lead. Because she just called, she got called up. She doesn't want to get put back down exactly. because she's straight. Too she'll get there, down. though, I think. Yeah. As long as she keeps doing what she's doing and she she makes that connect with fans because she'll be able to f- touch into that, tap into that and figure out, hey, this is what the fans are responding to. This is what they want. This is what I can give them. I can go further with it. I think that this is all going to lead up to an Elimination Chamber match between women. Ooh, that'd and be you, awesome. You know who's going to be the still of the show, though? It's Blue Pants. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Blue Pants yeah. in a while. I yeah. know. Blue Pants. <laughs> I know. Oh, WWE, I'm pretty sure try to snuff no. that in the butt yeah. so fast. No, no. <laughs> but, but here's the thing about this match. Uh, real, just really quick, so... Uh, Becky Lynch, I think her gimmick is really strong, but her wrestling uh, right now and her ability to like to talk on the mic and everything, I don't think it's gonna get to a title shot anytime soon. But it's always gonna be around Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey. Those are the three main contenders that are gonna be fighting for that. If anyone else comes near that, they're gonna bounce off of it really quick. It's gonna be Sasha versus Charlotte. And then after that, Bailey's going to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then after it's going to be Bailey and Charlotte. And I think that triangle is going to go for a long time because it's been money so far yeah. with those three. So I'm going to have to disagree with you because I have to throw in a name, and that's Oksana. I think she's got so much steam behind her in NXT that Dota is going to want to capitalize it on it relatively soon. I don't see it. I think they're going to probably keep her in NXT. You mean Oscar? Longer. Oh, fucking no. For a fact, Japanese she, name. Okay. For a fact, she's, she's just, just she work. just got the belt, and also too she she did it, huh? She lost. Wait, who? 
I think he. I think he's referring to Charlotte just got the belt, so they're gonna let that triangle. Charlotte. No, I'm talking about NXT. Uh, yeah, no, Bailey won. Wait, what happened there? No, Oscar won. Oscar won. Oscar won. Yeah, yeah. 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 You talking about? Oh my, yeah, I'm confused. Like what? No, the I. I don't know why I confused it with the Finn Balor match. Oh, okay. Where Finn Balor won. Yeah. yeah. Retain. And I think they're going to hold her for that. And Finn plus, too, it'd probably be smarter for her because also, too, knowing Vince McMahon as I have in the past year and how he handles these kind of things, he's going to wait for her to come up with some type of support with a faction or yeah. some kind of, like, support with... Or a partner or manager. Yeah, kind of thing. Because that's the whole thing. He always groups foreign wrestlers into one little section. Yeah. For, I don't know, and I don't know why he does it, especially too with the talent that's starting to come into NXT. Cause I know where NXT is going with them because they want that talent, they want that that fan base, they want that networking. But if any of them get called up, Vince McMahon is just going to try shit in their face. Who's the guy that beat Sami Zayn? Stone Style guy. Yeah. Nakamura. Yeah. yeah, Hiroshima. I have a feeling that <laughs> they're both two of the new top yeah. talents in NXT, so they may get put If up. one gets called up, the other one's going to get called up so as well. crazy. They're, they're top talents, but they're just regular wrestlers in a promotion that has a whole slew of great... They, showed, they were showing Kota Ibushi earlier and who's watching mm-hmm. one of the shows, and I'm looking at that guy like, that is one of the wrestlers in the world. If they get him... It's over because they already got pretty much the Bullet Club. The only person that they're missing right now is Kenny Omega. Mm. That would be a giant leap forward of the future of wrestling right and, there. And, and they I, have it. And I pray to God that they get those people for the fact that that that, that time of talent has been very absent from WWE for years now. Ever since Tanaki and... Uh, shoot, a slew of people that I, even right now is just escaping me. Indeed. They are far superior. It is crazy. I want to get too much off topic, but these wrestlers that they're slowly picking or showing, like, look at here, or Kana, or we call it Asuka in this new promotion, she had just won the title. I think what she should do is just marinate in NXT for a yeah. bit, and that's what she should do, because there should be the women's, WWE women's thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a fan of WWE, I'm, as, as if I'm talking about it, but they, NXT should have theirs the build or whatever, but yeah. Kana could easily take the women's title, but they're not doing it in the traditional way. So you have to go through the toys and you have to make the money first, then you can yeah. earn your title shot. But even then, though, WWE's got enough talent there as well to work with because, I mean, you know, you still need to work in Paige. You still got to work in the Alicia oh, yes. Foxes and yes. stuff like that because they're yes. still active members in the wrestling thing. Now, they, they, they have a too. reality TV Paged. show. They have a reality TV show, but that's the whole thing. WWE's going to come to a point where they got to make a decision whether they're going to keep supporting this and like you're saying, they need to just turn them into divas mm-hmm. or they need to be able to turn them into wrestlers because that's what Bailey, that's what Charlotte, that's what yeah. Sasha's going to make them make a choice on. They fought for that. Yeah, they fought for this. And that's the whole thing. That's That's... The talent is going to prove otherwise. Like, hey, you can't work like I work. You're not going to get over. Get on my level. <laughs> yeah. So after, after the three-way match, Connor decided to try to get Puh, so he left. <laughs> I left before the match even started. Blue balled. <laughs> for three months, it was damn near enough time for me. 
almost four. So Taker and Shane McMahon were next. Shane McMahon comes strutting out with his kids. All three of them. <laughs> all three. Hey, no! All three children doing the Shane McMahon <laughs> little money. Little shuffles. The shimmy. Um. With fucking Donald Trump dollars. Hey, let's not bring him into this. Do the same thing Donald Trump did when he was in the WWE. Dollars fell down. Well, Money Mayweather did the same thing, but he yeah. had real money. Yeah, yeah money. Mayweather's an asshole. Fuck Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> they all did all money. <laughs> so the match of that people were asking the why match. I'm going to call it the why match. Why the hell are you going to have Undertaker face Shane McMahon? Um, Phil Slide. In Hell in Slide. Taker. Hey, you going to wrestle? I can wrestle if you want me to. Cool. Well, we got to find your opponent. Well, who you going to make my opponent? Shit. You got a good point. A lot of people on injury lists. Uh, oh. Well, Kevin Owens is asking. Nah, I don't nah. want to look bad again. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, my son back in town. Let's use him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better than blood? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't like them bringing in this match. I love Shane O'Mac, and he's a great performer. And I love Taker. He's my favorite fucking wrestler, but I don't like Vince using Undertaker as a, as a little lackey attack dog. That's not Undertaker anymore. You know, that may be back when he was in ministry or whatever, but not anymore. He's too he's too high up to be doing that kind of shit. One thing, before we get into the match itself, I wish uh, Vince actually came out. Vince was nowhere to be seen during the whole match. Man, he set this whole thing up. Like, it was his grand idea, his scheme. He even called, you know, Taker his bitch yeah. before. Well, well, that just goes to show you, though. That's the, that was probably the one problem with this whole match getting set up. There was no weight behind it. There was It was not enough to really promote why this match needed to happen other than his work towards the match on uh, Raw, whatever, to say... If Undertaker loses, he retires. That's the most weight he could have put behind him. Yeah. Now, going to the actual match, I was actually pleasantly surprised with um, their performances. Um, Shane was getting his ass kicked pretty much how I thought he was going to, but he got in some of the good blows for however old he is to be able to pull off some of the stunts he was doing. It was just phenomenal. He did coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the trash can. Uh-huh. He did um, a lot of the same stuff, throwing his body on the line on the outside, and then he did the big on the top of the cage elbow drop. And Taker moved. Oh, yeah, he fucking Taker. Taker is like, I ain't dying today. <laughs> but the match itself was relatively good. I, I was pleasantly surprised, like I said, with how... Well, it was put together, and then the little Undertaker love tap at the end mm. was like, "You did good, boy. Now I gotta fucking end you." Was perfect for it. Match of the night for me, and as much as nostalgia adds to this, but actually just thinking back to the match, this match had everything it needed to be. It's a match that they rarely ever do anymore now, and the problem is. We need to get back to it, kind of in a way. Not so much for the whole, hey, you know, oh, west coast to coast drop kick kind of thing. Where it's just basics. It's 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 simple stuff. It's like, hey, it had the story. 
as far as I'm Shane O'Mac, I'm the son of Vince McMahon. I have my ulterior motives to come into this match. You're the Undertaker. You have your prestige, your your legacy that you got to uphold and everything with this being WrestleMania. Story set as far as I can't lose because of this. I can't lose because of this. We're colliding. What happens? I'm, I'm totally inferior wrestler to Undertaker. No matter what I do, I can't match Undertaker. But what I can do is these very few things. This is what I'm willing to risk. This is what I'm willing to do in a match. Well, I'm still Undertaker in the end of the day. No matter what you throw at me and stuff like that, however, I'm still the dead man. And mm. this match has to end this way. But being able to tell a story where all through it, you're still thinking... Oh my God, Shane might have a chance at this. Shane might actually pull this shit off. That's rare. And that's rare in a match because most matches you can watch now where it's like, yeah, like you guys are saying, Brock versus Dean. <laughs> the whole thing is, Brock has to come out of this unless Dean's able to throw the kitchen sink at him. Yeah. Wait. Which he didn't do. Which is it PG? Oh, he can't throw the kitchen sink at him. Then. Yeah. <laughs> it, you're plush, limited. Plus toy at him. That's about it. Well, here's the thing about Shane. Shane McMahon, one of the things I love about Shane McMahon is he is Vince McMahon's son. And when you are the son of an... You're pretty much the heir of this conglomerate guy or whatever, you kind of get a free pass on things. Mm -hmm. And he never took none of those None's free passes. It. He took all the bumps. Wrestling was in his you know DNA, and you could see it in his eyes. When his match versus him and Kurt Angle and all those things... He put his body on the line. That's one of the reasons why I love wrestling. When you get wrestlers like that, and I'm called Shane McMahon a wrestler in all like in all my breath, because he's one of those guys that goes, "What can we do to have a show?" He's like he's easily like a um, what's his name um, a Mick Foley. When you get creative, you go, "Okay, what can we do?" Of course, he's going to do the big jump at the end. But there was doubt that he would do that or anything like that because they haven't done anything like that. So and so I, when he did that, I really was like panicking because I'm thinking, man, you know, his age, things like that. He doesn't need to prove this. this mm -hmm. The cage is high up there. Why are you doing this? But this is also a time where it's like, yeah, it's very nostalgic. But this is one of the things that we look forward to when we used to watch wrestling was what can you do next? That's why I'm a big... Uh, so I love deathmatch wrestling. I love a lot of hardcore matches. It's like, look, these guys are doing pretty much the same thing, but they're just taking it just for a farther little level or whatever. But what else can you do? What he did was more da uh, dangerous than damn near anything anyone here would even try to do mm -hmm. for, I mean, if your life's on the line or if, like, would you do this for a sandwich or whatever. He's just doing that just to entertain the fans. Of course, he gets paid and all the other stuff, but he's doing that. No one's telling him, you have to do this. Yeah. He's doing that for the sheer passion and love. That's what I look forward to. Yeah. So that match was the highlight of the night. The Undertaker, besides, he's old to me. He's just It's one of those things where he just needs to retire. He didn't put on what he should have done. Shane McMahon did one thing that was incredible. That you go, oh my God. Undertaker moved out the way. He did his finish. He did a tombstone. He needs to just kind of just wrap it up. It's it's over. I mean, it's it's getting to the point where I thought it was over when Shawn Michaels went against him. I thought that was like a that would have been a great ending for him. But then we have to go through the Brocks, and then we go, who's next for him? There's gotta be one. There's gotta be. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame next year. Is my assumption. I think he's gonna have a year story arc now with this whole Vince McMahon thing. 
This isn't going to be the last that Vince and Undertaker has the interaction, especially after he called him his bitch. Um, there, it's got to be something. It's going to be a year of Undertaker before he ultimately retires and goes into the Hall of Fame. Which I'm definitely okay to see because it's, it's definitely the past, like, what, four or five, almost six years where he just literally works WrestleMania and the like Monday night before. And that's it. And so you don't see him for that's long. You get a free pass on that. I mean, wrestlers have to wrestle. I don't care who you are. I don't care you know what your legacy and things like that. If you're in the promotion, you got to do something. you got to at least not just get a cheap pop. You can't just show up at the end of the big show and be like, well, look, I'm still worth a damn. You know what I mean? It's, it's like you have to put in the work, especially months and weeks like during that. Or you just get a free pass because you're old and you have a long legacy. That's cool and all. But Ric Flair, it's like he was still wrestling at the yep. end of his prime. God sakes, him and Mankind put on one of the craziest matches at their age in TNA. But from that on, other wrestlers are doing it. Tatanka is in the ring at like a whatever. But I could easily, he's been on promotions that Undertaker's just getting a free pass because of his name. That also, be. Taker, there, I don't see him ever doing anything else besides behind the scenes thing. There's he's nothing not, not going to have an announcing job. He's not going to be one of those people that is able to come out for cheap pops. But then yeah. he, he needs to... You can't manager someone like Ric Flair can. He can do anything he wants to do or attempt to because of what he has. He can easily attempt to do it, but if he doesn't do it, then he's just, you know, he's not being used. Once Taker retires, Taker's gone. I now, don't think you're going to see it. That would be good. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think you will ever see him again. let other wrestlers take up those WrestleMania matches. I think, that's, wrong with that. I think that's what's coming ahead. It's basically... It's come down to, especially for takers, where am I done with the business yet? Not quite yet. But yet, though, my body demands that, you know, I can only do so much. But I'm such a figurehead in the association. What can I give you? I can I can promise you WrestleMania. That's I, I mm-hmm. see that's literally what Undertaker basically either presented to Vince or whoever it was that was at a meet that probably said, hey, where do you see yourself down the line in the next two or three years? Four, I three, think four, you'll, you're going to see him this year. My guess is he will have a SummerSlam match. He's going to have a Royal Rumble match, and he's going to end his career at a WrestleMania. I don't know by who. Um, I can't even tell him a guess unless Sting comes out of retirement. I, I don't. I don't want to see that. If, that if even if that's on the table, there's no point. There's nothing to. Not, there's nothing to be gained. Uh, like I said, probably on the podcast before, whatever. Only thing that Undertaker could really do if he really wants to give a good nod to the company is take somebody who he really sees as a future face for the company, as a kid who really needs it, and give them the push. That's the only thing he do. Like him losing to Brock Lesnar, kind of thing, whatever. You know, maybe that was a good push for him to get you know to where Brock Lesnar is at. Cool. Or, you know, that's just the story that needs to be told. That's cool, too. But as far as Taker, if he wants to leave any kind of legacy, if he wants to leave any kind of imprint on the company, he needs to find a kid that's hungry enough to be able to be able to take the push from Taker and leave that behind. And that's got that's to be Finn Balor. I think it has to be Finn Balor. There's an argument it's to a, be made for Bray Wyatt as well. Yeah, there's a number. There's a number of people in there. Bray and Wyatt had his chance, and they, I would have accepted it if they did it when they gave him his chance. He brings back the ministry, adds Bray Wyatt and his group. 
Bray Wyatt turns on him towards the Royal Rumble. They have a feud up until WrestleMania where Bray Wyatt goes over. I, I would say even more so. Not even those two anymore. Bray and Finn, I think they're in a position, especially in the company, where they can fend for themselves. I think it's somebody else that is either needing a good he- a good start that's just getting out there. Like, I don't know. I, I can't say off the top of my head who that is right now because I think whoever this person should be hasn't even appeared to us yet. Yeah. Or even then, it's not well-known enough. Because the only guys I could think of at the at the top of my head is Finn, Bray, and Kevin. But that's the thing. We've still given, I think, Undertaker a lot of credit. Because like I said... Who you called nearly killed himself. Shane McMahon nearly killed himself in this match. Whereas Undertaker, you know what I mean? It's It reminds me of, uh, well, not even that much, but the Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair match where Shawn Michaels doing whatever he can to Ric Flair, but also he's out, not working him, but he's doing all the damage. Or yeah. He's still hurting himself. It's like, how long is this going to keep going on to where we kind of just kind of put up this facade of, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's, you know, he's still got it. It's like... He needs to give someone a push. He needs yeah. to move, just to literally let that build something and not destroy. Because when the Brock Lesnar thing or whatever, more people were like distraught about that or whatever. But it's like it's good. Let him lose. That's fine. He, you know, he's a human. He should be able to lose. Yeah. Right. So he the Shane McMahon thing. All the only thing that was redeemable was Raw for Shane. If he won, he something about Raw. He controlled Raw. He controlled Raw. Right. Undertaker's. Oh, you just can't do WrestleMania no more. So we already knew who was gonna win. Yeah. But it's just how. Incredible match. Or you can lose it from a buried alive match by Kane. Yeah, that's they, a, that's they, the they would need a full year to build Kane up to be the monster again. that he was again to erase people's minds of his little, little corporate Kane. fucking jobbing to everybody Kane. It's really it'll it'll take a really good build for that because I would have to say that corporate Kane crap did so much damage. I, I, a good I, start would have been him winning the Andre the Giant battle. No. Nah. You know who could actually take the title from a taker? Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on now. <laughs> real, real quick, just, just one last thing on, on Taker. Uh, just to give him the the respect that he deserves. Uh, I don't feel like his, his WrestleMania matches are, are cheap pops anymore. I... I, you know, of course, he can only do one or two matches a year just because of how old he is and and, uh, and the the amount of stress he's put on his body and his knees and everything like that. But I feel like it's gonna be it's it's so hard for him to retire not only because of him wanting to continue WrestleMania but because of Vince because Vince loves Taker so much that he doesn't want him to go and that WrestleMania is is almost nothing anymore without Taker that people there I guarantee there are thousands of people who only watch Wrestlemania for Taker because that he is the staple yeah but that's not that. see, and I, I go back with Alex on that one too you you went too far then with Undertaker then whereas is it is it the man because of his wrestling ability or because of his name and I think to the point where if you can't wrestle to the capacity you can't anymore use your name for something else it's, let 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 it go and be able to at least use what's left of you to be able to promote the future, and that's the whole thing. I love Taker too. 
I was saying, if if Shawn Michaels and Undertaker could have you know twenty thousand freaking WrestleManias, where I'll go, I'll pay money to see every single one of them. That doesn't mean that it needs to be done. It and and literally, because of age or you know physicality or whatever the reason is, you just gotta step down to town and let things be, and let you know whoever's coming up take the take the take the uh what's what's the saying take the. Mantle, mantle, yeah. or whatever Pass it is. The torch. Pass, Pass the, the torch. torch. Yeah, and uh, the the other possibility is this year long feud with Vince ends in a Triple H Taker match next year. Oh, not a third one. Not a third one. Shannon Mack was awesome. Yes, I'm happy. Hopefully he's back, and I'm if he's not even, I'm happy for what he did. To see him wrestle. Yeah. So next is Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is always kind of like a comedic relief thing. In between two big events, um, it had Shaq in it. <laughs> Shaq and the Big Show. Uh, him and Big Show had a funny moment, and I will say, I'm more impressed with his performance than I have been with any other celebrity's performance besides the Green Arrow guy, maybe. Okay. Yeah. With yeah. Stardust and the yeah, that, yeah, that I mean, awesome. that one he actually did some work in, but Shaq actually was selling. Yeah. Shaq was selling, and he was giving it out. I mean, he wasn't in the match for long. No, neither was the Big Show. They were in. They literally were tossed out within two seconds of each other. Um, the winner of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal eventually was Baron Corbin, the lone wolf from NXT. Is this his call up? Probably. He's not doing any, anything in NXT anymore besides showing up and putting over somebody, and then. Losing. He's he's definitely been doing that. He's been pretty much just squashing people. But that's one. That's why I looked at um, like Rhino. Rhino kind of went against him, and they set up those great matches where he can actually finally develop. So he actually had development later on. So he's he's able. I think after those matches, kind of propelled him to where he's at right now. So for, at least for Baron Corbin, um, he he can shine in the WWE because there's more variety of wrestlers. He's used to taking on, okay, here's NXT. We have some, like, not necessarily jobbers, but they're no names and you don't know them yet. And then he just squashes them outright. And then when you have a Rhino or some big title name, he has a good match, but it doesn't last too long. So then they're going to throw, they're going to propel him to WWE, which is good. This Battle Royale was uh, was interesting. I just like to see Tatanka um, at that age. And, I mean, that, that's, that's a, you know what I mean? He's an old, he's from the 80s, for God's sakes. It was good. They gave, they gave him a spot, too. I, I I like the fact they gave him a little yeah, spot to shine. Yeah, and just seeing him, because I grew up watching him and, you know, doing all, and I know he's never going to get over or whatever, you know, or whatever, but it was just nice to see him in the shape that he is because a lot of wrestlers at that time don't hold that mm-hmm. at all. Like, their demand titties just kind of just sag. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing you see. It's like, Rick, put a shirt on. So, um, it was it was definitely nice to see him. and <laughs> Stop throwing elbows. <laughs> <laughs> I got, yeah. So, I don't know. That's the only thing I really wanted to touch on was that. It's just, it was nice to see him. Because he's been wrestling independently on a lot of different circuits around the U.S. And it's good to see that WWE kind of threw him in there for kind of homage so he's a one-sided, one-gimmick character, but back in the day, I just remember, you know, big fan of him, so that's what I got to say about it. And with, with Baron Corbin winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, what does it mean for him? He's a total Vince McMahon formula person, where he's a big, strong guy who's a pretty face that 
I say he's a joke. You think he's going to be a joke? I think he's going to build him up to be a Roman Reigns rival. Joke. Well, I don't even think he'd get that far. At least not until he puts up. I was like, even though I like his showing ever so often in NXT, but the problem is when you get to the big show is is that you got to be able to be versatile in everything. And the problem is I think his wrestling is on par, at least to be able to get to where he can learn from some of the bigger stars, and he, he'll probably perform well for that. But as far as Mike's skills, as far as charisma, things like that, he's not ready. So I'm not saying that I want him to be Roman Reigns' rival, but if it's Vince's formula... If it's Vince's formula, that's a problem, though. Vince Vince has tried to force that upon a many superstars, and they've, a lot of them fail. Very few of them ever succeed, and even then, people that succeeded... It's come from their own either uh, drive for the business or understanding of the business. Let me uh, just, the order of elimination was Fandango, Damian Sandow, Shaquille O'Neal, Big Show, Victor, Damian Dallas Page, Connor. Uh, what? Yeah, it says Connor on it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Divas champion. Oh, no. Tatanka. Okay, let me stop you right there. A good portion of those names used to be freaking Vince McMahon push people that now look where they're at. Ooh. Fandango's top one that goes in my head. They that was a gimmick. Fandango was, was never pushed. Oh, he was pushed for the fa- simple fact that his they, gimmick, they tried, yeah. his gimmick, his intro, the fact that he got so much time, now look where he's at. He was a big push guy. He's he was he's, he's, he's one of those guys that was able to push himself. The but he never did. Why I like the new day. Let me just, but he never did. Let me just finish this up. So Jack Swagger, R-Truth, Goldust, Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Adam Rose, Tyler Breeze, Mark Henry, Bo Dallas, Darian Young, and Kane. He could also feud with Kane in the upcoming. But other than that, feud Kane. Feud with Kane will actually be probably the most beneficial for the fact that nobody would depend on Mike's skills. Yeah, <laughs> that just needs to be an all-out brawl. They expect you to have Mike skills unless you're Brock or Roman Reigns. So you know. But like I said, if you if Vince McMahon would take on that role uh, as far as letting him be able to push himself as a beast that is very few words and more about action, he could get over that way. But eventually, he'll need to learn some kind of Mike skill. He, yeah. you know, give him some time. He could. But right now, if he was to be called up, I I think he would f- he would flourish as far as at at best where uh, uh, Ryback. Mm, yeah, he would get as far as Ryback. So after that, it was the Rock segment. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I hope. No. No. Uh, no reason it literally, to. It literally says six seconds on the the little. Well, yeah, the, yeah. the, the match well, besides the, the talking. Yeah, that it, was my god. It was a mistreatment of the White family. Yep. It was just a way for John Cena to come back in. Agreed. And to have The Rock take his shirt off and fucking... Women's pants to get wet. Do an eyebrow. There's no substance to this that they could have made good by pushing Bray Wyatt. Again, I'm a Bray Wyatt fanboy, so a lot of me wants him to be fucking pushed. Is Why there, not use somebody like The Rock in a spontaneous <laughs> moment like this to have done it? It's, it's every right to be able to get Bray over. I think they need to push for him. What? The problem is, though, you can't push him over the person like The Rock. For yeah, the fact no, that even, no, if, no. even if you push him over The Rock, what you're going to do? 
He's not coming back on Raw to have a story arc. Yeah. He's not going to really wrestle you. The Rock's been done for yeah. years now. He just pops and in. It pops in, and does a little thing, and then he goes. And he's back to going, going to do his next movie kind of thing. So, Or Baywatch. I mean, only <laughs> thing, only way I can see Wyatt agreeing to this is because, you know, basically it's like, oh, well, Wyatt, we didn't make anything for you in this whole thing. Or there's just one enough space or, you know, nothing that we can really grow on. So I mean, Wyatt could, just didn't want to be skipped out on WrestleMania. Yeah. So he took it. It could, <laughs> it could possibly set up something with Cena. but Not again. But I not mean, again, yeah. What it was, what I think it is, is a rush attempt because Ronda Rousey was too busy almost killing herself to fucking oh worry about <laughs> worry about her WrestleMania. By the way, Ronda Rousey's a pussy. Fuck Ronda Rousey. Dom, when you hear this, feel free to smack Aaron. I can't wait for Ronda Rousey to return. I love Ronda Rousey. She'll probably fuck her return with little cut marks on her arms. Oh my god. <laughs> cut along the tracks. One loss and you want to kill yourself. That's that's kind of... That's why I, I lost, I I lost that, all respect Jesus. for that. Promise. Oh my goodness, that way you substance. People taking that whole comment out of context. I wish I was... I was about to kill myself... Then I saw my I boyfriend. Thoughts. I had thoughts. Hey, then I saw my boyfriend and I was like, I want kids. Way to go, feminism. Way to go. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Oh, let's, get, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, so here, this is one of the reasons why I stopped watching WWE is because of the fact of something like that where you had the Wyatts come out. And I must say, um, I, I did not watch much of them or know too much of them. But when I see them, I do definitely enjoy them. One of them switched, right? One left the group, and then there's a new Wyatt that took its place, right? Or no. no. So no. Luke Harper is injured, right? Is injured for about half a year now. Okay, so they just put like a replacement, another Harper in the. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they Rowan had, had left. Rowan had left yeah, for a while. The redhead. And then he came back. Yeah, okay. And then, okay, yeah. But going back to that, they have this great segment where, okay, they're having a one-on-one with The Rock, right? Really good, you know, kind of dialogue. It's very funny. Uh, the Rock's doing the great banter. And, of course, the Wyatts are kind of like, you know, we're going to talk on The Rock's time. The Rock's like, you're not going to do that. So it's, it's kind of like a good build. But then next you know, here comes The Rock with an easy six-second, you know, squash mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this guy, you're a nobody to me. And then here comes John Cena for the cheap, not even cheap pop. It was just, hey, guess what? These three guys that we're going against are just jokes. They didn't have any good rivalry or any anything that has substance to watch. And what they could have done was X out all that talking and actually just come out and just start fighting and have a good match. Or, I don't know, something more in-depth where you can get something out of it. And that's one of the things where you're like, wow, these one people that I know, a lot of my friends are big fans of these wrestling characters and this persona and I see I see like a little bit past the entrance and actually see the wrestling it's like wow he's talented and this is a chance for not only me but millions and millions of fans to see this opportunity to see them do this what a great like The Rock and no what you get is just a quick squash six seconds is an embarrassment at any Wrestlemania event for any wrestler to do, take a bump like that this, this is six six second is an embarrassing period throughout the history of wrestling for the fact that you're saying this person, this talent, who's your constant, who's your go-to between your Monday Night Raws, your SmackDowns, your any other promotion, whatever, is going to get taken out by a guy who probably hasn't put on a pair of boots and trunks for probably at least a year. Or longer more. than that. <laughs> yeah, probably longer than that. Well, this goes back to the Undertaker thing with The Rock. 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm just a name. Look what I did. But at least, at least, it was saying it's a brighter insult because at least we with the Undertaker with somebody like Shane, it's a match. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> I said it's like it, but not. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. So moving on from that was the championship match. <sighs> I. This is where I came back in. This is where I came back in. This is where you came back in after your short escapade. Woo! Let's talk about the intro first. The yeah, entrances. the the intros. One, let, let's go to the Roman Reigns intro first. Even though he came out second. <laughs> oh God, that's not. He missed not the Pyros. Yeah. He's supposed to do the little Superman punch down, and Pyros shoot up. The Pyros didn't shoot off until about five or ten seconds later. I was surprised he wasn't already walking down the aisle when the fucking Pyros shot off. He's a joke. Like. <laughs> Roman Reigns at this point is a joke, and they missed it. They missed the boat on him two years ago when he's coming in hot off of that um, Royal Rumble where Batista eventually won. Yeah. And the Survivor Series where he eliminated four people. That's when he needed his push. Not now. Now he's being forced down our throats, and it's just not good. It's only. Then Triple H's entrance was half and half for me. The video of corporate slaves with metal plates on it was their creepy arm as fuck. Was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, Stephanie needs to shut her cock holster. God damn, Stephanie needs to shut up sometimes. <laughs> I agree. And so, for those who missed it, Stephanie, uh, they have a, uh, on the camera. They have her with Triple H's mask on, and then all of a sudden she takes it off, and for a good about. Five minutes, she goes into this hype speech for Triple H. Oh, God. And then after that, Triple H comes out, and then there's two long lines of gentlemen that are wearing suits with skeleton masks that look like the, the skulls from the credit character. Character in WWE oh, 2K, 2K games. <laughs> and I mean, straight up. And then some, of the, some of the skulls look like they're smiling. But they're, they're walking in uh, two parallel lines, and Triple H is walking... Uh, in between them, and he's coming out. You know, no, no skeleton or anything. It's just him coming out, and, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. But um, I like how the and she she was on like this high platform, Stephanie. So I like the theatrics or the attempt to, but it was like Aaron said. I felt it was a half and half. Like it's there were some highs and then there were some lows. And I didn't match itself. I, I'm gonna be honest. I lost interest. I lost interest very early in that match. It had a few good spots of him spearing him through the barricade and spearing uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. Oh, that highlight of that match. That was that right there. Stephanie sold and took a bump like a champ. She redeemed herself from that entrance, I say my. There's already (laughs) memes on the internet about... Connor was showing me one where uh, Roman's rolled next, over yeah. and she's on her back and he's like, oh, babe, I need a cigarette after that. <laughs> like, there's, there's memes already yeah. on the internet and I'm guaranteed the more to come. It's, oh. That was just the highlight for I, that. I actually read that Roman Reigns got swallowed up by so many boos that they muted the crowd. They had they to. They muted the crowd. Yeah, because the whole thing. Um, this is horrible. For me to say, because there's probably been past champions where it's like it's probably been worse, but I have to say this is probably the worst for you to give the nod to the guy to say this is our guy. Yeah. Where the crowd is totally not behind it. Cena is over more than Roman Reigns. Yeah, Cena is yeah. over more. Cena's In fact, that's and one of he has the crowd split. 
One of Roman's chance is we um, worse than Cena. Damn. Is when I went to when I went to Raw after last year's WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. that was the biggest chant worse than Cena. That's the thing. I I don't know because like when you go back to traditional face versus heel kind of thing, this is a modified or just a just warped version of it because basically Triple H is supposed to be coming in as the heel. Yeah. So when you come in worse than the heel, what the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> You're relevant. Where, where are you on the scale? <laughs> yeah, that's that's jobber territory. Yeah. Uh, likeability. Um, the only thing in the match that besides the uh, the spear is the fact that we're playing this hide and go seek. I'm gonna hit you with Superman punch game. Oh and god. That's all. Every time I see Reigns is, am I gonna hit it? When am I gonna hit it? Oh, I didn't hit it. Oh, I hit it. <laughs> well, yeah, other than much. his few other like his uh, clothesline and his I didn't know it was called this the drive by. Uh, I think they invented the name. Oh God, so, please change that name. I don't. <laughs> I I don't want to hear that ever again in my life. But um, yeah, it's been a good move for crime time. Oh, oh God. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, he's constantly throughout the match. You're just seeing him cocking his arm. Like some freaking retard. He's just jerking it. Yeah, yeah. If I cocked my dick as much as he was cocking his arm, I would have came twice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Solid two. And that's all he's leaning on. He's like, if I can get this move off, then it just it's 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 like he's trying to create the Cena five moves of doom. Yeah. Kind of situation with that move to be accompanied with whatever other moves he tries to put with it. But well, he had that, but also Triple H had the. Sledgehammer, the the ultimate, the go to, yeah, the go to, the, the pulling of the of the referee. Off, off yeah, it, and it's and typical everything. WWE shenanigans. It's guess what? We're gonna have uh, my wife out here. The referee should have been like, uh, yeah, you go, you're out. But yeah. but that that would be good wrestling. But mm-hmm. we what we're stuck with is a wrestling match, and this is the finale. This is the end of the night, mm-hmm. and you put on a match like this, and you basically have everyone hyped up. For at least, I don't know what you can get out of this match. Or what you're trying to... You can't push Reigns. And Triple H is still going to have the title. Mm-hmm. Or at least not have the title. But he's going to... He's going to... I don't know. He's still going to be can't push, Yeah, you can't... Yeah. So it's a lose-lose. If, you, if you're if you a big wrestling fan. If like watching this match. If you're a kid, you might be like, Reigns! And that's it, you know? But It's uh, it's happened again. It's, it's a lackluster for the fact that Roman Reigns... Wins the belt like he does, which is, you know, no, no appeal, no excitement to it. It's just, I mean, I'm not against a clean finish and stuff like that or whatever. But for what they're trying to make this story arc to be like, just like we were saying before, like the freaking, the build up, the promo into this match is, be- is more hype than the match yeah. itself. It's terrible. Uh, you invest all this, you invest all this time and energy into it. And it's a lackluster finale like it was where, where does the champ go from there what 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 build does he have if you especially if you want to continue the story arc with the feud or even if you want to move on to something else i wouldn't want to feud with him now it's like ain't nothing to look forward to he's gotta fight uh not, not, not Rollins. he's gotta fight um was it Sheamus? No, 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 Ambrose. He's got to fight Ambrose, and he's got to turn heel. That's the only thing left for him is that they have to officially make him heel. But even then, how, the you, next, how do you fight Ambrose? He lost his match with Brock. The next pay per view is called Payback. 
So payback, what? You gonna have another Triple H in Reigns, or so gonna have a Reigns and Breath? Um, it could be. Why not Seth Rollins? If he, yeah, if he can come back, if he's you, on you, you need him. If I had the money, I would have betted money on Seth Rollins coming out tonight, and that would have been way and, better. And, and maybe if you show up on Monday, just to because, do your, just because they, they love screwing with him so much. To me, that last match was was nothing but like nineties. Uh, boy bands and group singers. It was nothing but one hit wonders the whole fight. Mm-hmm. It's I'm gonna hit you here. All right, cool. All right, woo. And then it's like four more minutes of all right. Am I still watching? So oh, the fight still. Oh okay. Oh a spear. Oh they threw the barrier. All right. Uh, I got more five excited more than I got rubies on my fucking phone app game. Roman <laughs> Reigns fucking got the uh, championship. So and that and that ends the card. So after seeing the card, I gave the whole show a D. Okay. Uh, a D. The only thing that saved it from being an F is the Taker Shane match. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Intercontinental. Oh, the women's right. You enjoyed yeah. the women's. Yeah, the I I enjoyed it. I didn't like the ending, but I enjoyed for what it was. Um, but for WrestleMania, I hold everything to a higher standard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave the whole show a D. Um, I give it a C, mostly just for the fact, like you said, Shane and Undertaker, and I think I enjoyed the women's match way more. They could do better, but I would definitely say, uh, those two, they really carried it for me. If, if the, if more matches was even close to what those two matches did, it would have been a way better WrestleMania. WrestleMania at least worth remembering. I'll soon forget this one. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm very critical about wrestling and wrestlers and stuff like that. This uh, pay per view had it had highs and lows and whatnot. So I don't think I'll be too critical this time. Um, just because I'm in a nice mood, so I'll give I'll give it a I'll, I'll give it a C minus um, for what it's worth. And that's only because there was only two wrestler, two to three wrestlers that really pushed it into what a pay per view should be. When you actually have, when you watch a match and you go, "Oh my god, that was great!" Every match should be like that at WrestleMania. Now, if you want to have a regular whatever match, and some of these, some of these are easily raw I've matches. Seen, I've seen, Smackdown I've seen matches yeah. mm-hmm. in independent, independent uh, wrestlings that put on showstoppers. And if I'm watching that, and I mean Samoa Joe was doing this, P.D. Williams, A.J. Styles, mm-hmm. I can go on a whole entire list of people that would put on a crazy-ass house show, Kevin Owens. Uh, and when you're not able to do that on a giant stage like this, and you've been here before, it is kinda, it's kind of sad. Yeah. So, yeah, they definitely need to do some work, that's it. Yeah, um, unfortunately I didn't get to see the entire show. I only want to rewatch the uh, the women's match and the taker match. Um, but from what I did see, the only match that stood out for me was the Intercontinental title match. But I wish that was longer. Um, I felt like it could have been it could have been better if they elongated a little bit. However, I do feel like Kevin Owens was injured in that match, and I really hope he's not. I really hope that he's okay. Um, so I'm, I'm a little fearful for him, but other than that match, uh, I'd have to give it a D. It was it was just not it was just not WrestleMania. I saw WrestleMania last year live, and that was a lot better than this one. So I'd have to give this WrestleMania a D. This WrestleMania was subpar to 
the last few we've had. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a low C. Uh, tonight was just the lamest stage of them all. So, like I promised earlier, we're gonna go give our performer of the night um, for the WrestleMania event. We'll start with the jobber. Uh, Shane Mac. He he laid it on the line where he didn't have to. He 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 performed way better than I expected him to be, especially considering his age and also for the fact that his absence from the company. Uh, I I have to say, he he wasn't like what I expect, like what I've seen him in the past. But still, it felt like for the most part, he didn't miss a beat for what he can do and what is what is expected of him. And for the fact that you do all this coming into a WrestleMania of all events and you're going against a guy like The Undertaker with the prestige he has and such a, in a hell of a sell, that's like, dude, can we bring it down a notch? I'm just coming back. <laughs> but he didn't do that. He, he went into the match and he made it everything, everything worthwhile. So that's why I say he's performing. Uh, easily Shane, Shane McMahon because he did something that a lot of wrestlers that are on the wrestling would never do. They don't love the sport as much as a man like him and a few others in the WWE where you're going, let's let's see what we can do to make a WrestleMania memorable. When they look back on this in the future, they're not going to look at Roman Reigns. They're not going to look at... They're going to be like, holy shit, look what this guy who's the son of the, you know, the promotion just did. Oh, and he brought his three kids out to come see this? That's effing crazy. That's someone who loves his job. That's who I think... Uh, gets that. Uh, I would probably give it to Shane if I saw the match. Unfortunately, I didn't, so I can't give it to him. I'm sorry. I will rewatch it, and I'll post in the comments, Shane, Shane, Shane. Um, if I had to give it to someone that I saw, I'd give it to Zack Ryder, because he's won more titles at AT&T Stadium than the Cowboys have. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Oh, oh. Shots fired. Uh Shano for me. I'm glad to have him back. I hope he stays back. He brought back so many childhood memories, and I just the fact to see him climb up that gate and uh, and the coast to coast was beautiful. I loved it. Fuck yeah. Hope he's okay. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. stay stay okay. He gave me a thumbs up, so fuck yeah. Buddy. Good recovery to you, Shane. Hopefully. All right. Um, I'm gonna have to give mine to Samoa Joe. Because I said WrestleMania event, the NXT Takeover is a WrestleMania event. Oh, oh, oh! If we're going to that, no, no, no! Oh, no. no I no, said no, event. No, I did not say match of the night. You're cheap. That's right. I'll be cheap. The whole NXT roster put on a better show than WrestleMania. Oh God, I can't. Samoa Joe, as bloody as he was, still putting on a performance, put him over. Um, that Asian guy that debuted. Even though that match was great, performer, I had to give it to Samoa Joe. Yeah. Especially since I did not like Samoa Joe going into that match. Mm. So, and, and that's really the only reasoning I have and that I need to put him over Jeez, every single person. I hate you. What the hell? What? You mad? Alright. hate. <laughs> Whatever. Let's move forward. <laughs> Next pay-per-view, like I said, is going to be Payback. 
Um, looking forward to a roll tomorrow. Um, and join us next time on Who Brought the Ladder. You know who brought the fucking ladder. Say it like a gutter No brought the fucking ladder. Zack Ryder brought the fucking ladder. No, he didn't.